Step back three on the way. And he's got another one. Jamal Murray. And they want to post up to Joker. They want to take advantage of this matchup. Don't we see that at least once a game from Jokic to someone? Outside Jokic for the lead. Have you been in these sessions before? I've said this like 10 times. And I'm not writing your article for you. Ask one of your colleagues. He's magnificent. It's winner go home. Three points. And Bobo, hey, hey I'll tell you, young fella, don't go chasing waterfalls right there. Yeah, thank you, whoever did this. What is going on, everybody? It is Anilo Piro of Mile High Sports back at it again with the latest installment of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Hope everybody is doing well here on this Saturday afternoon. Game two of the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns matchup uh, coming up later this evening. It should be a good one and just an overall great day for sports today. We've got UFC 257 later with the return of Conor McGregor and he'll fight against Dustin Poirier. So that should be an absolutely stellar event. And then obviously the Nuggets and then the Avs are back in it tomorrow. So uh, And the Avs have played two days in a row prior to this. So it's been a locked and loaded sports uh, week, weekend, however you want to uh, call it. So want to thank you guys for taking the opportunity to squeeze me in there uh, to hear about this Denver Nuggets team and talk some Denver Nuggets basketball. And they uh, got their first signature win of the season last night, folks. If you've been listening to the podcast since before, the, you know, really since the season started, you know, I've been kind of harping on the notion that Denver has really lacked a signature win this season. They've yet to beat a real quality opponent. And, uh, you know, in, in nice fashion, you know, up until this point, they'd beat a bum Houston team who were down to Marcus Cousins and John Wall at the time. They'd beat up on the Minnesota Timberwolves, but they'd lost to teams like the Dallas Mavericks. They'd lost to the Utah Jazz, the, the Clippers, some of these other quality opponents per se. But they go into Phoenix last night on the first game of a five game, uh, on the first game of a five game road trip and really set the tone with a 130 to 126 overtime victory against a Suns team that, quite frankly, has been pretty impressive this season. Uh, you know, ever since adding Chris Paul to the roster, you know, this this Suns team has been rejuvenated. Now they're at eight and six, so they were a couple there a few games above 500 entering last night's game and Denver was able to kind of stick it to him there in the second half and in overtime and, and really kind of escape with a a nice victory if like I said a first quality victory of the season you know that's a win that you can kind of hang your hat on so we're going to go ahead here in this podcast uh, we're going to listen to post-game audio from coach Michael Malone uh, get his opinion on the game and whatnot everything that happened and as well from Michael Porter Jr. who has returned to the Nuggets he uh, was coming off the bench last night and uh, he had eh, not a lot to say but we got about four or five minutes of audio with MPJ that I think is worthwhile for everyone in Nuggets Nation to hear, anyone listening to this podcast to hear, just because he's been kind of a ghost here for about two, three weeks now. So we'll we'll definitely uh, we'll listen into what Michael Porter Jr. had to say as well. But let, let's just quickly talk about this game because it didn't start off all that well. Denver gave up thirty four points and thirty four. You know, Denver gave up thirty four points in the first and second quarters, which is you know not a, a winning recipe by any means. But they really put the clamps on Phoenix in the second half, giving up just twenty seven points in the third quarter, and then really stepping it up in the fourth in overtime. Uh, Denver surrendering just 19 points in the fourth quarter and just 12 overall in the overtime period so really great overall defense and I'm here on the Denver Nuggets app on my phone looking at the game flow and I mean not I mean so it's, it's like a chart right and it's like split horizontally and it's like anything that's like above the horizontal line is you know in favor of the Nuggets winning the game anything below the horizontal line is in favor of Phoenix winning the game 
And, you know, of the amount of shading that is present on this game flow graph, I mean, probably 80, 85% belongs, you know, to Phoenix, which is indicative of just how dominant Phoenix was, you know, throughout the game at points or just, you know, what the deficit was like and kind of how the odds and the metrics all kind of factor into win probability there. But, you know, Denver got out to a little bit of a quick start. But like I said, Phoenix, like the from the basically after the first minute of play in the first quarter until basically the tail end of the third quarter they dominated this entire game until the end where you know they pretty much faded away and Denver's defense you know took care of business so like I said this was the first quality win for the Denver Nuggets I think this is a a good step in the right direction we'll see if they can make it two in a row now you know if they win this game this would be their third consecutive victory a little three-game winning streak which would be their first three-game winning streak of the season it would be absolutely huge for momentum's sake. And I said it on the betting preview video this morning. You know, I'm riding with Phoenix tonight. They're a quality opponent. I think they should figure out a way to rally. And like I said, they blew a lead last night. So it's not like Denver, you know, throttled them from, you know, out of the gate. You know, it was a close competitive game for the most part uh, due to Phoenix's shortcomings late in collapse. So uh, I rocked with Phoenix against the spread tonight. Dan on the money line, I just think they're going to they're gonna have a, a good opportunity to win this one. And Phoenix, what are they? I'm like forgetting. I think Phoenix is the home dog. Once again, let me let me pull up my old trusty points bet app. And that reminds me, go to milehighsports.com slash PB, guys, if you guys want to get uh, some information about how you can get up to $1,500 worth of free betting. Like seriously, $1,500 worth of free bets. And uh, our friends at Points Bet Sportsbook can hook you up over there. And yeah, I'm seeing Denver minus 2.5 with a point total of 216.5. And obviously, I'll, I'll break down my betting. Uh, you know, my gut feeling with that here in a little bit. But I mean, I guess I guess it all kind of ties in, right? So I just, the reason I'm taking Phoenix against the spread, um, you know, and just the reason why I'm not uber confident in the Nuggets to kind of come out here and make it three in a row is just because I haven't seen them do it this year. And, and call that a cliche, but, you know, I, I started out with this podcast talking about how, you know, this team has lacked a quality win, a quality victory, and obviously they get that in last night's win over the Phoenix Suns. But, you know, for them to do it two in a row, you know, that that for me to believe that they can do it, do I think they can do it? Absolutely. Do I believe that they have what it takes to win this game tonight? 100%. But for me to put my money on the line and for me to come out here and suggest that I trust the Nuggets to do that is is foolish. It's truly, truly foolish. And that's talking with your heart. That's betting with your heart. And I'm trying to stay, you know, grounded, bet mentally, all that kind of stuff. And using my head, I just, I mean, you look at this team, you know, there's still plenty of flaws on this Nuggets roster. And obviously getting Michael Porter Jr. back was a massive boost and he'll continue to mesh with the team, which will be great. But I still really like this Phoenix Suns team. And in my opinion, they're good enough to get a win and split this series. So I'm going to go ahead and rock with the Phoenix Suns, um, like I said, against the spread and just overall in this game. You know, I think that Denver should be able to keep it close, but I'm curious to see how they can kind of come out now. You know, this is uh, obviously they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves when they wake up this morning. They've got some good momentum going into this game. Let's see if that can kind of carry over because if Denver can get another signature win today and really kind of really start building some momentum, okay, you know, maybe maybe this is a sign that things are trying to kind of come together and maybe, you know, all that kind of concern that we saw early on in the season can, can subside here for a little bit. But until that happens, you know, you got to keep the gas on them and, 
I think that the Nuggets, you know, they're in a really nice position here to, to, to prove a lot of people wrong and just, you know, for themselves, prove to themselves they have what it takes to beat a team like Phoenix two games in a row, you know, uh, leading up to this uh, another portion, a critical portion of this road trip. And if you listen to the last podcast, you know, I was kind of harping on the fact that I, I thought that Denver needed to have a winning road trip here, you know, if they really wanted to not salvage their season, but if they wanted to like show any resemblance of a, a team that's going to really compete in the Western Conference this year. So um, good first start. Good first start with this win against Phoenix last night. We'll see how they do here in round two. But let's go on out to the postgame audio from last night. We'll hear from head coach Michael Malone, get his thoughts on the game, Denver's defense, all that good jazz, and then we'll come back, talk MPJ and uh, all that stuff because he, MPJ, man, he's an anomaly. He's a weird one. So uh, we'll have to talk about MPJ and his impact on the team. But for now, here is head coach Michael Malone on the win last night in Phoenix. We're going to start off with Mike Singer. Hey, Michael. Um, can you speak to the defensive effort in the second half and overtime and how the momentum of that game seemed to flip uh, after halftime? Yeah, I mean, that was our discussion at halftime. Uh, I challenged our starters. Uh, I thought our starters were awful in the first half. Uh, I thought our bench came in, gave us some life, got us back in the game. Then to close the first half, we went back to our starters and – uh, it was a three-point barrage. We didn't we didn't defend anybody, and they didn't feel us. And that was that was a conversation. That was a clips. That was a challenge. And you know, uh, I'm proud of our guys because they answered the bell, and we forced them to call the first time out in the third quarter. And just listen to the second half numbers, including overtime: 58 points allowed, 39% from the field, 31% from the three-point line. We had 32 assists, only nine turnovers. We scored 80 paint points, which is uh, a ridiculous number of points in the paint. Uh, and, and I thought Will Barton down the stretch in overtime was clutch, you know, making his free throws. I think he had eight of our uh, 16 uh, overtime points. That's our challenge, Mike. I mean, we, we keep on talking about it. But in the second half, we defended, we won the game. Hopefully tomorrow against the same team, we don't have to wait until second half to get our defense going. We'll go to Harrison Wynn. Hey, Michael, all year we've talked about Monte as just kind of that model of consistency. What was maybe the biggest thing that stood out about his night tonight to you? I mean, it's not surprising, Harrison. I mean, I think Monte is uh, – he's been incredible, I mean, uh, off the bench for us. And, you know, tonight he plays 32 minutes, 17 points, uh, three rebounds, three assists. Um, his ability to know when to attack, know when to get off the ball, make a play for somebody else, his competitive spirit on the defensive end of the floor, and just his overall uh, uh, confidence right now. I mean, Monte Morris, uh, I'm so thankful, you know, he signed that contract extension. He's been a really important piece of what we've done here these last few years. Uh, and I just love how confident and aggressive he's playing. And we've said that for a couple of years now. When Monte plays like that, he's a difference maker. And that's how he's played every night for us. Uh, you know, which is great to see. Uh, Monte is the Pied Piper. Everybody loves that kid, has a huge amount of respect for that kid, as do I. Go to Joel Rush. Hey, Coach. Uh, I was looking at some numbers, and pretty consistently over the uh, past few seasons, the Nuggets have limited the frequency of above-the-break three-pointers pretty well, but uh, the corner threes have been a pretty high frequency. So just wondering about the defensive scheme and if that is a challenge specifically for your type of defense? 
Yeah, the way we play pick and rolls, you know, we're, we're, we open up ourselves a little bit to, uh, to the corner three. Um, but, you know, two years ago, we had the number one three-point defense in the NBA. Obviously, last year, we dropped the middle of the pack. And, uh, and as of right now, obviously, we're not anywhere close to being where we need to be. The weird thing for me is that within every game, there is such a uh, drastic up and down between quarter to quarter, half to half. As I mentioned, in the first half, there were 11 of 25 for 44%. In the second half, plus overtime, there were 6 of 19 for 31%. We've shown we can do it. Uh, we, we've shown that we have the ability to be the best in the NBA at doing it. The challenge is, Joel, to do it a lot more consistently and as close to 48 minutes as possible. And when our guys lock in on that end, because that second quarter was a, uh, we were just letting them shoot. I think uh, Mikael Bridges had five threes in the first half, didn't miss. Um, so it's just a, a greater awareness, greater discipline, and greater multiple effort. Oh, Todd Romero. Hey, Coach, you really looked down the stretch and you guys needed a bucket and things were back and forth. That Obviously, you went to the big guy down low in Nicole. I thought the team was very patient in trying to find him down low. Well, he's the, one of the best closers in the game. I mean, obviously, last, you know, three, four years, you know, we've been one of the better late-game teams. We've had our struggles this season. Uh, but Jamal and Nicole have proven time and time again to never be afraid of the moment and never be afraid of taking the big shot. And, you know, Nicola's our best player, man. We're going to play through him, give him the ball, knowing he's going to make the right play. Uh, I thought Jamal's energy uh, in that third quarter well, was infectious. I think everybody kind of fed off of that. Gary, Will, Paul, Nicola. Um, but, yeah, down the stretch, you know, Nicola's going to have the ball, and we trust him 1,000% to make the right play. Go to Ryan Blackburn. Hey, Coach, you mentioned the 80 points of the paint. It felt like there was a lot of control and consistency attacking the rim tonight and doing exactly what the team needed to do. Gary Harris and Will Barton specifically just just looked like different players out there just attacking with reckless abandon. What gives you like, – uh, excuse me, uh, what, what changes about this Nuggets team when Gary is attacking the way he is and Will is attacking the way that he is? Well, I think, you know, we, we've made shooting more threes a point of emphasis, shooting more paint threes, more corner threes a point of emphasis. And it's a fine line because you also want to play with an attack mode mentality. And, you know, when we have transition opportunities, I want our guys thinking attack, not settle. In the half court, if your jump shot's not going, we couldn't buy a three tonight. I thought Monte Morris had a huge three for us late in this game. We only made six out of 26. Um, so when your jump shot's not going, you got to find other ways to score and getting to the basket, putting pressure on the rim, getting to the free throw line uh, are, are all easy ways to do that. So um, when we're attacking, you mentioned Gary, you mentioned Will, whether it's Jamal Murray, Monte, PJ, Faku, um, you're a lot harder to defend instead of just playing soft around the perimeter. You're putting pressure on the defense, you're putting pressure on the paint and on the rim. And obviously tonight we had a terrific night in the paint. All right, and there is Denver Nuggets head coach Michael Malone on last night's victory over the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, you know, we're we're pretty much singing the same tune there. You know, it's a great effort from the Denver Nuggets in the second half, particularly on the defensive end against a quality opponent. So we'll have to see if that can carry over now to this second game against the Phoenix Suns. You know they're going to kind of come out hungry, Phoenix will, uh, you would think. So uh, we'll have to see how Phoenix, you know, 
decides to come at the Nuggets tonight. We'll see how the Nuggets are able to respond. We'll see if they, uh, you know, are able to kind of withstand, you know, what Phoenix is able to throw at them. So we'll see how this one goes. But let's go ahead now and turn our attention to Michael Porter Jr., who uh, had about a four or five minute presser here after the game. And you'll hear from MPJ all he has to say, uh, a little bit about the game, a little bit about being back with the team, all that good stuff. But uh, here is forward Michael Porter Jr. I called him a guard. I can't believe it. The last the last podcast that I did with MPJ talking about MPJ, I referenced him as a guard and it was so cringy listening back to it. So uh, Denver Nuggets forward Michael Porter Jr. following last night's game. Obviously, this is the first time the media has had the opportunity to speak with uh, Michael Porter Jr. since the entire situation with COVID arose about uh, oof, 10 games ago, two, three weeks ago. So here is MPJ for the first time digitally in the flesh out there in Phoenix on what went wrong with the COVID thing and where he is at now and all that good stuff. Start with Mike Singer. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike. Um, good to see you. What was tonight like? Your first game in more than three weeks. How did it feel to be back out there? Felt good to be back out there. Um, you know, I was just uh, not trying to force anything. Just mesh right with the team. I think we lost you on the audio. Um, you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you, did you hear me what I said? And uh... Uh, The beginning of it. Yeah, I said, no, nah, I was just trying to mesh with the team, you know, um, just get my feet back under me, and it was just good to get a win. We'll go to Harrison Wind. Hey, Mike, can you take us through just what you were able to do while while you were away from the team and, and just kind of what that ex- experience was like for you? Yeah, I, I wasn't able to do too much. Um, you know, they wanted me to isolate. I got a few things at the house that I was, you know, doing, um, but – Honestly, it was a lot of just chilling, watching Netflix. So um, I tried to get in what I could, but it was tough. Go to Todd Romero. Hey, Michael, how long will it take you? I mean, you played this game for all your life, obviously. You're, you're very young, but does it take a while? Is it, is it a few games until you feel like you felt at the beginning of the season? Uh, no, it'll probably be tomorrow. You know, it was the first game back, so I definitely had to get my feet under me. But I think I'll, I'll feel back all the way normal tomorrow. We'll go back to Mike Singer. Hey, Mike, what did you see? Like, I'm assuming you were watching all the team's games. You know, when you took a step back, what did you see from the Nuggets the past three weeks? And how do you think you'll fit uh, kind of, you know, reassimilating back with them? Um. You know, we, we've been playing pretty decent. Um, we've lost some close games, but overall we're, we're getting better in the areas we need to get better at. Um, and we've been taking steps forward. For me, it's just to reintegrate myself um, and just find, you know, continue to, to just mesh with the team. And, um, yeah, like, like I just got to worry about just playing hard, um, playing my game. And, you know, with time, everything will go back to, you know, normal for me. Go back to Harrison Wind. And Mike, you've played with Monte for these last two years a lot. What's your favorite thing about sharing the floor with him when you guys are out there together, just playing with him? Yeah, I just like how he controls the game. He, he plays the right way. If he scores 20 one night or five one night, it doesn't matter to him. He's just trying to play the right way and uh, get his team a win. All right. I don't know. We got one from Joel Rush. Hey, Michael. Uh... 
you haven't had a chance to play with Jermichael Green too much because he was out those first few games that you were in for and kind of vice versa. Um, how do you see your guys' uh, games blending together once you do get a chance to play some minutes together? Yeah, no, it'll be fun. I really like his game. I really like how hard he competes, um, you know, and, and we're interchangeable out there. He can shoot, I can shoot. So um, it'll be tough to guard me and him playing like the, the four and the five, really. So um, as long as me and I, him are out there on the floor together, I think that, that we'll, uh, we'll, we'll enjoy it. Go back to Mike Singer. Hey, Mike, was it frustrating being out like or was this just one of those things that happens given that, you know, the, the, the virus is kind of rampant throughout the country? But was it was it eating at you that you weren't able to be a part of this team? Yeah, definitely. You know, I definitely wanted to play and uh, it was tough to sit out, especially not really being able to get into a gym like I wanted to. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things that was out of my control. And, you know, I've just been trying to control what I can control, leave the rest up to God. So, like. I just tried to make a bad situation and, and make it as good as possible. Just watching the guys, texting the guys, and, uh, you know, it's good to be back. Um, so I'm happy about that. So I'm not really even sure if Michael Porter Jr. really even said anything with any of those answers. He does not like being interviewed. It's pretty clear that he's uh, not necessarily one, f- you know, he doesn't give them any great sound bites. Let's put it that way. Pretty cut and dry answers for Michael Porter Jr. You know, blah, blah. I control what I can control. I just got to focus on my game. I got to mess with the team. I'll leave it up to God, yada, yada, yada. I'm not even trying to – sorry if I disrespect anybody with that one. Um, I'm a 12-year Catholic school vet, so I'm not trying to disrespect nobody. Um, but, I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's the cliches is, is what I'm trying to say. Um, you, I really feel like we didn't get any information out of Michael Porter Jr. You know, in that in that press conference. So, um it is what it is, but I think you know we're gonna we're gonna find out where Michael Porter Jr. is at. You know, just based off his physical ability, his physical attributes here moving forward. Um, you know, but he can be a real contributor to this team once he gets back rocking and rolling. And I'm sure they're gonna go ahead and integrate him, get him some more playing time um, as the as uh, as the games progress. Let's take a look here. Porter Jr. played 19 minutes last night, seven points, two assists, six boards. So. Not bad for Michael Porter Jr., a 9 overall in the plus-minus department. So uh, we'll see how he plays again tonight. I, I wonder if he'll be in the starting lineup. Uh, he did give an answer that, you know, hopefully by tomorrow, he said, uh, and that was obviously last night, that he'll be back to himself. So maybe if you're reading into it a little too much, maybe he's talking about he'll be back in the starting lineup tomorrow, which is not today. Or maybe he's just saying that physically he'll feel better by tomorrow. So we'll see. But uh, obviously a healthy MPJ, a starting MPJ, an efficient, scoring, happy MPJ is a good thing for the Denver Nuggets at this point in time. So, yeah, we'll have to see how it all goes in this one. But the Denver Nuggets going up against the Phoenix Suns tonight, 7 p.m. local time in Phoenix. The Denver Nuggets 8-7, and seven, Phoenix Suns 8-6. and six. But that's going to do it for me, folks. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. I'll be watching the game tonight as well as some UFC 257. Go be sure to check out MyLifeSports.com for all of our Denver Nuggets content, all that good stuff as well. And we'll be back next week with three fresh Denver Nuggets podcast for your years all throughout the week recapping the latest news and information about the Denver Nuggets and their basketball team. We'll talk to you then.